You probably saw him on Last Chance U seasons three and four, I believe, on Netflix, where he led independence to a championship. They asked me to do a podcast, the Coach JB Show, uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I ain't no math major, but I'm a hustler. I'm going to give it to you raw and uncut. That's Coach JB. Sarah Cheek, mother of four and an OnlyFans content creator. I want to give an unfiltered, be real, true evaluation of different things and, and really share my opinion. Fucking slap dicks. Fucking slap Down the brass tags, crushing the ass with deep stress. All in, all gas, no brakes. I love sports. That's just a part of who I am. She's got sports blood in her, so she's on the cover of FHM magazine. And the coach I'll never stop trying to reach the top because I still remember how the bottom feels. This is an anomaly, this guy right here. Yeah. This is a unicorn. Ain't nobody gonna say shit about JB. I've got a clip on my shoulder. I'm trying to eliminate this soft society we have. I'll drink my yak and smoke my stick. And I'll get it back right. Hello, everybody, and happy Wednesday. Work Boot Wednesday on the Coach JB Show. I'm Sarah Blake. We have an awesome lineup for you today. We have the wonderful Matt McChesney. And, of course, your favorite person ever, Coach JB. What up, what up, what up? Work Boot Wednesday, Sarah. It's Hard Hat and Work Boot Wednesday. And no better person to have on today than Matt McChesney. We're going to talk all things real in football. Sarah, did you see the hazing incident down in San Diego where the guy stuck a broomstick up a kid's ass? I've seen a lot of things on Twitter in the last 24 hours like this. Yeah, we got a lot of things going. We got a lot of things to talk about with Matt and to get your take since you like pegging so much. We're going to get into it. (laughs) And uh, this show is brought to you by betonline.ag. The uh, make sure you head on over there. Believe 50 B L E A V five zero get you 50% off. And on our welcome bonus, Thursday Night Football tomorrow, heavy hitter, AFC West showdown between the Chiefs and the the Chargers. You can catch that on BetOnline. Plus, the Major League Baseball is rounding down to the greatest time of the year for baseball, which is the end of the year for baseball, because baseball is absolutely fucking atrocious to watch unless (laughs) the Dodgers are in the playoffs. And they will be. They're the best team in the fucking league. So they're going to be in the playoffs. So that's all I look forward to when it comes to baseball. I have not watched one pitch of baseball this year. Honest to God, not one pitch. So I don't think anybody's watching baseball. They're having sex in the stands. Well, there's nobody showing up. There's nobody showing up. So um, I saw Matt put a hand up for that. He liked that idea. (laughs) And we're going to get into those discussions here briefly. So... Uh, make sure you head on over there and um, go get you some Canada Dips. CanadaDipCBD.com. Use the promo code COACHJB, all caps. And if you buy some cans, send me an email with the receipt and you'll be entered in the bikini sign, uh, signed bikini by Sarah. And uh, some free merch, hoodies, shirts, uh, mugs, and even a bottle of slapdick whiskey. So check it out. Head on over there. And... Uh, We'll see what's up. I don't know what's up with Brett Favre, Brian Martinez. Like, that's a very vague statement. What's up with Brett Favre? Like, you didn't see what's going on with this? No. 
Let's bring in okay. Matt. Let's get Matt in the oh. show here. Matt, what's going on? Matt McChesney joins us as always. Breaking yes, news. Sir. Yes, sir. Um, I appreciate everybody coming in on the morning show. I've been having, a, I had like 180 people in there this morning. It's, it's going crazy in the morning. So I appreciate everybody coming on the wake up show. I think I'm going to have, um, I'm going to have uh, Sean, um, what's his name? The fucking quarterback, dude. Um uh, Forgot his fucking Sean Salisbury. Sean remember, remember Sean Salisbury? Oh yeah. yeah. I'm gonna have Sean on the show maybe tomorrow morning, so we'll see what's up on that deal. Um, okay, what's going on with Brett Favre, Sarah? So I looked this up just so I could be exact. <laughs> <laughs> About to go to jail, dog. Is yeah. He? So apparently he secured funding through welfare. Isn't that right? I don't so know. He de- he defrauded. He, from what I read, and I'm no lawyer. I have a lawyer. I'm not a lawyer. Um, he defrauded the welfare system in Mississippi. And remember, Mississippi has the, like the lowest GDP in the entire fucking country. Like it is, sorry to all the toothless rednecks in Mississippi that hate what I, I'm about to say, but Mississippi is not the place to be, okay? Unless you're an old Miss or Mississippi State, there's really no point in being in Mississippi. Uh, and so he he defrauded the welfare system or some shit of five million dollars for Southern I Miss know. to build a, and then donated that money, which I'm sure he also benefited himself with. Uh, donated that money in his name to Southern Miss to build a volleyball stadium, volleyball arena for his daughter or some shit. Mm-hmm. Doesn't Brett Favre just have, like, bro, you don't have $5 million to donate? You're fucking Brett Favre. But, I don't know, but they released his text messages, and this oh, is how yeah, this all got started. Doing, I thought they already he's, cleared he's, him, though, on this. And he's fucked. I thought oh, they fucked. cleared him on this. No, this is new. He's fucked. Yeah, there's no way around this, because yeah, he is fucked. literally... Well, there's a way around it. He's Brett Favre. He's white, and he's in Mississippi. He ha- he can get out of this motherfucker real easily. Don't I, I, don't think that he's gonna go do thirty years of hard time. Somebody might put their hood up. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't act like he's gonna go do thirty five years hard time and around this motherfucker. He ain't gonna do that much. Um, so 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 you're telling me Brett Favre's gonna get off because he's white and he's paid and he lives in Mississippi? <laughs> yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah. And they got yeah, bad I mean, water. They got bad water right now. That's like every fucking Samuel L. Jackson movie I've ever seen is that's the baseline story, and he's pissed off about it. So, yeah. If you were to pay me, is back. there any way the media can find out where it comes from and how much? Yeah. No. <laughs> See, he's fucked, dude. Look at this. Uh, you don't get to, like, you don't get to send this and then have it get out and then deny it. No, you're fucked. They want him to pay, so... The Mississippi Department of Human Services filed a civil lawsuit against him because he did not pay back any of the interest on the $1.1 million that amounted to 228000 Oh, well. I mean, look, I, again, I'm no lawyer, but he could get off because he's a white guy in Mississippi. That's happened before. Um, look, he, could he get out of this easily? He could file bankruptcy. I mean, he could get out of it. if you, I'm sure he doesn't even have to go that way that to that uh, point but he can get out of it easily if he wants to um that said he probably shouldn't i mean if 
if you are if the whole point of the criminal justice system is to find criminals this is that's some criminal shit i mean that's 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 it just, depends, if, he, though, if he wasn't right? that far that's some like mobster shit like let's defraud the welfare so yeah that's pretty shady it's pretty bad it's not uh, a good look especially for the old like brett Favre doesn't have the cleanest of reputations i guess didn't he show his dick yeah, or he's, something? he's the dick pick guy, yeah, right? yeah dick pick or something out there yeah dick picker Sarah, what do you think about dick picking? Isn't that weird? <laughs> like, dick, look, I mean, dicks are not attractive, bro. I, you show me an attractive dick, and I'll show you a liar. Hey, I've been told the about, guy like personality being a dick. I'm saying, I <laughs> dick, like an Hey, guy. I've been told <laughs> that the gods, the gods sculptured my shit. So you've been oh, told you got a pretty cock. Yeah. You wow. ain't slap dick pretty Why you call me slap dick? Of course, dick? Of course you would say you got across your face. <laughs> Fucking of course. Uh, yeah, like, you think Deshaun Watson's <laughs> saying he fucked 700 girls? Of all time, Jason Brown, number one. Hey, you, 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 think, you think Deshaun Watson's going to say he didn't fuck with 300 girls? Come on. No, I think, where do you think Deshaun Watson is on that list? Does he think he has got a pretty cock? Because everybody's got, he's got to pay everyone to touch it, so. Yeah, it's little. He got a small dick syndrome uh, deal. Yeah. Um, uh, old ugly dick to Sean Watson. That sucks, bro. Hey, Matt, <laughs> did you see this? I don't know if you saw this incident with this uh, high school out in Vista. Um, uh, speaking of dicks and pegging, by the way, the fact that you opened up the show with pegging, I was dying laughing. I, I couldn't stop myself from laughing. That was hilarious. Oh, uh, fuck. I, this right here happened. Damn it, JB. This... <laughs> They take this little kid. I guess. No, and, and this kid's autistic too. Yeah, let me turn it down. I heard this kid's autistic, right? Yes, he has autism. So they mm. throw him in this uh, in the locker room. Now, where is the mat? Th- this is something we've been d- dealing. We've been where's around this co- for our whole life. Yeah. Where's a coach, equipment guy, an assistant, somebody? And and if this is allowed, this is the bottom line. I, I'll show the whole video. We'll talk about it real quick. Let me. It, it's so just. It's it's disturbing, bro. It's like, first of all, this kid is on the football team to help better him. He's he has autism. I guarantee you, the coach talked to the parents and said it'll be a safe environment for your son. And then these stupid fucking bully kids, and that that's parenting too. Because I guarantee, goddamn, to you, my twelve year old and my nine year old will never treat a kid like that, fucking ever. I'll stand and die on that hill. I know it. I know who they are. So the fact that that like the big kid picks him up and throws him in the trash can or whatever, and they're they sexually assault him and abuse him, like, dude, it, if I'm you know where they got parents, that idea. Like, if I'm the kid's parents, I'm I'm homicidal at this moment, like. I don't yeah. give a fuck about the police and like you. What what happened? I don't want to even say what happened out loud. So someone else tell me. I, I think at this point, what's the school doing? Well, what like the what actually happened to the kid? So like, I guess they, I stuck, they, 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 they stuck assaulted him. Yeah, they sexually assaulted him with a broomstick, right? Correct. Okay, so that is. That's rape and prison. Yes. And and I, it's not some, like, kids being cool and and it's not hazing and all that shit. Like, 
and they're doing it to a kid with special needs. Like, how fucking cowardly are you, bro? He can't even defend himself. Go, go try that shit with a fucking man and see how it goes. Let, let me ask you this. The fucking cunt cowardly fucks filming. Right. They're, they might be even worse. That's what yep. I, I think they are worse. Why aren't they doing a fucking thing? And that's what we have nowadays. They wanted just to put the video on Twitter. And then how many likes can we get off of this kid being abused? And, and it's, uh, look, the, the coach is complicit. The other kid's parents are complicit. And if I'm that kid's parents, bro, like I just said, it's uh, the police department better fucking do something. Because if you don't do anything and this and uh, the fact that this had to be posted on social media, probably for people to believe it, too. I bet you that's the thing. Mm -hmm. Like I, I can almost guarantee this kid's parents went to the coaches beforehand and brought this up and said, how are we going to deal with this or went to the cops or something? And now the video's out, and they have to deal with it. And it just it goes to show you how fucked up the locker room can be, too. Because filming that, like, like number one, you're filming it, and like this, I, I, I love the locker room. It was awesome. I love the intimate setting, friends, yes. and the camaraderie and the brotherhood. I love all that shit. But the, like, when I was at CU, way back in the day, I got there in 2000, and you know, there's no hazing in the NFL, by the way. Like, you don't haze grown men, like. Good, good fucking luck. And, but when you That's get to college, when you get to college, there used to be hazing, and like there's, you know, guys running up and down the hallway, hitting people with bats, and like kicking doors down, and acting just like total fucking meatheads, right? And this is a this is a microcosm of that. This is this is some meathead bullshit that they thought was funny, and it's not fucking funny, and it's abuse, and you're about you just fucked your life up. And this kid's life. Like, so this happened before. How many, how many before. kids' lives are destroyed because of this stupid bullshit? And also, let's not forget the glorification of all of the things that are morally questionable that are on social media and the internet and TV. And if you have a problem with me saying that, fuck you. Well, you, yeah, have you guys, either of you, watched the TV show 13 Reasons Why? No. About okay, so it was on Netflix. Um, it was popular with uh, like it's in high school. They show like you know school shootings. They showed this very incident. Like this was in a season maybe a couple years ago where they assaulted one of the kids with a broomstick, and they I mean they showed it in an episode everything that happened. So this is exactly what a replica of what happened in that show. So I mean. We have a TV show or, you know, on Netflix that's showing kids. It's a popular show with these children. Like, hey. Horrifying it almost. Yes. Hey, let yep, me ask you this, this man. what I'm talking about. Morally questionable. Yeah. Right. I want to ask you this, And I'm though. not here to censor anything. Look. No. I'm anti-censorship, obviously. I, but there is, even for a godless heathen atheist like me, there's a fucking standard for morality that you do mm -hmm. not cross. And this is one, you don't fuck with people's children. You don't do this to people. This is, if it's morally wrong to do this, regardless if you're Buddhist, Christian, Catholic, gay, straight, black, white. I don't give a fuck. If you can get behind this and you can, like, if you're a parent, and you're trying to justify, oh, well, they're just kids. What? They're just kids? This is taught behavior, bro. Everything's taught. Learn behavior. If you're a parent and you're a yeah. shitty fucking parent, 
and and you are a bad example and you may not be think you're teaching your kids how to be a piece of shit but they are actively watching you behave like a piece of shit every day which in course is going to turn them into big pieces of shit and unfortunately the world is full of people that think that they're special and uh this is a direct reflection of that they they these young men value their themselves more than this other kid and it, it's just the dirtiest, most disgusting shit I've ever seen. It's unfucking believable. Um, jo- unbelievable. Josh, Josh, who came on the show with us on Monday, he lives down there. He said that the parents are already coming out defending the kids. Of um, course they fucking are, dude. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. as a parent, you just got to sit there and go, look, coach my is fired. fucking wrong. Apparently the coach That's is fired. Wrong. Yeah. wrong. Let me ask you this. I, the coach was f- fired, apparently. Um, let me ask you this. If me or you were the head coach of that team, did you, do you think in a million years those kids would even come fucking remotely close to trying us like that? Because this is no. the problem I have. No. I've never had nothing near happen under my watch. How the fuck is it happening so often because these soft fucking coaches have no put no fear in these motherfuckers, whether it's their own fault or it's administration and, and, and they're so scared to lose their gig. Um, there is a hierarchy issue, and there's no fucking way you're going to tell me that those motherfuckers would have tried me that way. And well, well, look at it like this too: is I tell everybody I work with because you have to pay. You have to pay to come to my academy. Like this isn't right. a fucking public high school. It's a private mm-hmm. football school, right? Like you want to come here and go go play D one football. This is what the fuck we do. So. When people walk in and sit down with me and I'm with their parents, I reiterate, I'm not your fucking friend. This is not a treehouse. You are not coming here to, like, have a place to let your parents drop you off every afternoon. Because I think that, unfortunately, there's a lot of football players that are just there because mom and dad aren't. Um, And they shouldn't be playing in the fucking first place. This isn't for everybody. And just reiterating that and constantly letting people know that you have to earn respect. I'm not your friend. I, I always, when I was growing up, I always looked at coaches like, that's an authority figure. I'm not trying to piss him off. He'll fuck me up. And I don't want to run. I don't want to get yelled at. I definitely don't want to go home and tell my goddamn six foot six, 300 pound father that I did some <laughs> dumb shit either. That's the other thing. Like, I'm not, a, I'm not advocating like abuse or anything, but it's good to be scared shitless of your dad. Right. That's, that's a good thing. Like, if you don't have any respect or fear of your father, like, your father's probably a punk bitch, which in turn is why you don't respect him. So this all goes full circle back to the fact that these parents have the audacity to fucking defend action like this. And they're probably defending it because, look, look, I hate to say this, but anybody who hasn't brought this point up yet, it kind of is what it is. Two things. Number one, whichever kid did this, whichever kid had the idea of breaking the broomstick and sticking it up old boy's ass, which is so fucked up who's to say that that kid hasn't been abused also because where, where the fuck did he learn that did he just learn it off of netflix or the internet or did his fucking uncle abuse him too because to assume that that didn't happen is number one that's just naive and number two i this is the kind of situation where where is this again in florida no, here, L.A., Cali. I mean, okay, San Diego. Okay, so it's in L.A. So San Diego, why San Diego. Ram- why aren't the Rams and the Chargers and all the players on those teams that have seen this, why aren't they talking about this and advocating for change and making sure that, like, yep. 
everybody's protected because if they were to bring it up, it would get talked about like this. But the, it's yes. what is it not? Is it too? Is it too too uncouth or too uncool to talk about on fucking ESPN? So then that's why people watch real motherfuckers like you because they know they're gonna actually you know have real interaction and talk about real shit. ESPN's not talking about this shit. And if it is, it's like a 10-second blurb, and everyone's like, that's terrible. Well, Kyler Murray can't read a defense. Yeah, and- <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, that's the biggest problem I have. Like, they, they, they test the coaches now. Where we used to fear them, they test them now because they have no fear whatsoever, A. And B, the coaches suck their dick so much during the season because, so they don't transfer on them. That they've lost all integrity and all disciplines out the door, and now they're just hanging on to these kids by dear life, and they're the fucking they're being controlled by these fifteen to eighteen year olds. I've never seen nothing like it, and it's I'm gonna tell you like this. I don't this. know the answer for it either. It's just as as look as an as a man, the head coach of that place. I guarantee you there were like signs that this could happen Fuck that yeah. something bad like this could happen Fuck that yeah. a kid could get jumped or somebody could get hazed or this kid's a fucking bully and we got to watch out for him cuz you know he's abusing the fucking like the seniors that abuse the freshmen that's the one number one thing I do when they walk in when new kids walk in especially young guys I stick them with a junior or a senior for a whole month during the summer and I'm like you're glued to his ass do everything he does you you're the senior. You're the junior or senior. You're going to fucking Oklahoma or Washington or whatever. Be a fucking leader. You are, there are no turd leaders. There are no turd veterans. If you're a turd veteran, our culture is going to suck. We, we got to depend on these young guys. We need them. You were just a young guy. So don't let your memory get fucking, don't let your memory get skipped. And by the way, you're 18, motherfucker. Don't, don't act like you're an old guy. You're a child. You're not a man. That's not your car. That's not your house. Those aren't your Jordans. That's not your watch. Those aren't your fillings in your fucking teeth. Those are all your parents' shit. And that's what I can tell every kid out here is you better go get yours and stop fucking acting like, you know, you can do whatever you want and get away with it because you're good. You're not good. None of you motherfuckers are any good. You suck. But they're being Even told lies. You nailed it. They're you being nailed told it. They are. Dog. They're being told they're lying. They're being told they're the greatest thing since sliced bread because these coaches are so scared. They're so scared but of them. That's why, Jay. That's yeah. why they suck. They're, they, there's no – that's why they're not reaching their potential. They're, and it's, yeah. it doesn't have to be like you suck, you're terrible. Right. It can just be accountability and right. not just telling them what they're doing all the time is right because it's not. That kind of, that kind of mindset, in my opinion, leads to this kind of shit. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, it's allowance. We don't coach it up. We allow it. So, I mean, that's just what it is. Like, for instance, the coach that just this happened to, this is where it happened, Vista High School right here. Students beat up autistic kids. Uh, there's the principal and all this. I posted this, um, but they won't hire me and Matt. They'll hire these fucking soft fucks who keep allowing this shit to happen, and they continue to fail our youth. They're continuing to fail our generation. And JB, it's politics. It's all politics. It starts with everybody being everybody's buddy and looking out for their friends. Oh. It's not about your resume. It's not about who you are and what morals oh. and criteria you bring to the table. Oh, I agree. That's I agree. The to that. worst but, part but, about look, this, Sarah, you're in Tennessee, right? Or I'm in Florida. Florida, Florida, and you're in LA, right? And I'm in Denver. Okay, 
So Florida and LA's politics couldn't be more yin and yang, right? They right. are they are exact opposites, all right? And I'm right in the middle because I think both sides are fucking woohoo. I think everybody yes. has, me too. Agreed. And, and, <laughs> but I also think that the the liberal agenda in California where you can't question anything, talk about anything. You, like everything social like and i'm not saying it shouldn't be socially acceptable i'm saying from a moral standpoint go to florida and and do some try and, and instill some of the things that are okay to do in california that are not okay to do in florida and you know exactly what i'm talking about sarah and i don't need to bring right. it up like everybody listening knows exactly what i'm talking about and i don't need to bring that up it's just a different way to think about things so i in Florida, would this would they still be trying to cover up for the kid in this case? I don't know. Maybe. Absolutely. I think, I think it might be a money thing more than a a like which side of the fence you're on. Well, I, I was talking more. School? I was talking more in terms of like politics through like a system. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking. Rather, about. yeah, rather yeah. than. You know what I mean? Like if this head coach is friends with said principal, I mean, we've gone through similar things with my kids where the principal is associated with the football organization that my kids that are banned me. Uh, so then, you know, yes, about. good old boys. Good That's old. exactly what I feel is going on with the world is every little it's too trickled down into yeah. everything now. Well, it, it, it goes straight into the football talk is. The reason the Broncos underachieved, in my opinion, is because Hackett hired all of his friends. Good old, good old boys, yes. right? Yes. That, that's no one's there to go. You're gonna kick a 64 yard what? <laughs> what the fuck are you thinking about? Why would you do that? Let me ask you this. That's a, that's a great point, Sarah. Is there's no if no one's there to hold you accountable, you're gonna there's gonna be corruption. Period. Right. So that that Vista thing happens, kid gets broomsticked or whatever. We've seen these things before. God. And that, to me, leads to shit like this. This cat left Michigan. He has gone to his fourth school and apparently is finally starting to show immense potential. Uh, That is the biggest crock of shit I've ever heard in my life. And the poll question for today for everybody, I wanted to throw that out there. I haven't put it on there, and I haven't talked about it because we wanted to get Matt on the show right away. Uh, The poll question is, should the transfer portal be limited to one transfer? Let's at least start drawing the line in the sand. Maybe we start with just one transfer, and then let's see how it goes from there. Should it be allowed? And I don't know what you think, Matt. Um, I know we talk about quarterbacks being able to transfer. I kind of agree to that because if you get beat out and you only got one year left, of course it makes sense now. Uh, Of course the fucking quarterback wants the rules to be different for the quarterback. No doubt. Hold on. Hold timeout quarterback. No, 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 no. The rules have to be the same. No, I don't want it. I don't want that. What I'm saying is I heard you say that you can see why quarterbacks should be able to transfer. Oh yeah, of course I can. They only play for one year. I can see that, but we're not going to change the rules. Oh, yeah. uh, that's the way I feel about this. Number, I think yes, they should have to stay. They should sign a contract and have to stay for at least a year. Okay, to you can't just walk in and oh my god, coach didn't start me and I get to leave now. Two. After a year, if somebody wants to pay you to leave, and the other school can't match that money, then you can leave. 
But if you just want to leave because you don't want to develop or you don't think you're going to get a shot or whatever, whatever like high school fucking reason you're going to have to transfer is whatever's there. That's not, I, I don't see how you can run business and depend on your employees and the people you have in your program like that. It's going to like, I heard you talking earlier about uh, the, there's not eight more teams that are worthy of a 12 team playoff. And I, I love a 12 team playoff because I want to gamble on it, but, <laughs> but uh, I agree that there's not eight other teams that are worthy. And especially with the transfer being portal being wide open, you're going to see it. Like if you thought it was bad this year, wait until this off season, everybody that's at a school that underachieved record wise, every player, but then they, the player overachieved and they're a good player and they can go somewhere else, they're gone. I just watched it happen with my alma mater. They lost two kids to USC. They're starting running back at Michigan State. They lost three offensive linemen, the starting corner at, at, at Oregon, the starting safety at TCU, starting corner at USC, Mackay Beckham, Jerry Rice's son, Brennan Rice, Jared Broussard. They lost the whole fucking team because everybody – and we were shitty last year. The coaching was the coaching was substandard, which it still is. And all those kids in the offseason, they instituted NIL and Mel Tucker picked up the phone and Lincoln Riley picked up the phone and Dan Lanning picked up the phone and they said, Hey, we've got a bag for you up here. Let's go. Why are you playing in Boulder? You guys suck. And all those kids said, Hey Boulder, can you match it? And CU went, No. And they all said, Peace. And now we're worse off than we were last year. So, I first of all, if you're a coach, all right, so put yourself in Carl Durrell's shoes, Coach JB. If you lose your entire roster, essentially, all your starters that are worth the shit that you're depending on to come back, with the exception of maybe like a handful of offensive linemen and defensive linemen, all your skill players get ravaged. You lose your running back, your receiver. You lose your both your starting corners, your free safety, and three offensive linemen and a D lineman, they're all starters, and they all go start other places. That sets a precedent for how to do it to the shitty schools in the country that have good players. So now it's gonna happen everywhere. So as a as a head coach and as an, a, uh, an AD, if Rick George wants to fire Carl Durrell in Boulder, that's $15 million buyout. But how can he look at Carl and actually think that he's getting a fair shake and how to develop the program too? Because if, if you can't recruit a kid, I, I recruit a really good player in, okay, and he plays as a freshman for CU and they go two and ten. And then all of a sudden he looks at the he looks at TV and the he's not in the bowl game and he gets a call the day after the season ends from Clemson and they're like, Hey, we saw you on we saw you play at CU and we we'd love for you to come down here for a badge. He just leaves CU. And now they have to start over again. And it's just, it's going to separate the haves and have-nots in college football so much more drastically than it already is. I, I think that the transfer portal and NIL is going to destroy shit faster than conference realignment. Oh, it's no doubt. I, here's the thing I got to say. And I'm it's going to turn into a sport where there's only like, where there's only like 15 or 20% of the colleges represented in the actual upper echelon rather than when I was growing up and there were a hundred, a hundred different schools or 65 different schools had a chance to play for a legitimate chance to play for a national title. You go undefeated or you lose one game, you're going. No, I get it. This is my thing. And that's a boast. If 
Mel Tucker leaves a place, and I'm the guy that replaces him. And he leaves, and when did he leave? June? He, he left. May? So Mel left right. April, May? Right after, like, all the recruiting shit. March, April? It was it was like a week before our recruiting class. Yeah, so it, it gutted the recruiting class, and then it gutted the, the people that were there anyway. Okay, so here's my take on it. First of all, I'm going to be that guy that that says, hey, dog, you guys can all get the fuck out or you can stay and buy in. I don't need you. I'm going to get my own kids. What that does, from my experience, 20 years of coaching, it, puts a, it, it gives the kids a different perspective, like, fuck, maybe this thing's going to work out because this guy really don't give a fuck if we leave or, or they're gonna, the bitch is going to leave anyway. So... I've never had a kid leave me, even a kid, even a kid I've inherited. I've never had him leave me. And this guy has Carl Durrell took a took a job over because to me he got he he's a scapegoat anyway. He took the job because what's his name fucked the program and left. Well, one hundred percent, yeah. And uh, but but look, if the other if the the bitches can leave, I agree. Get out. Yeah, it rocks. But they're not giving bags to the bitches. Let's no, be real. Correct. No. So no. how do you, if you're at CU and you can't raise nil money? Because the alums won't kick in and the school won't kick in and they say they care about their program, but they don't give a fuck. And I know I'm an alum. Trust me. I know what I'm talking about. If they can't compete on a fiscal level with the other schools to get the good players, how the fuck is he supposed to? Like, I don't even think you could keep a kid. I don't think you could keep them. So here's the deal. I don't think you could have kept Christian Gonzalez just because you like each other. Not when there's... 150 grand on the table potentially for the kid. This is the deal. Right. I got some stats yesterday uh, from a couple of buddies of mine at the four-year level. Do you know what the average NIL bag is across the landscape across college football? Across it's all- probably like 20 grand. No, you're going to be shocked, bro. What, 10? No, bro. Five? This is why it's I probably- know I can save these kids and keep them. The well, average yeah, but you can't you can't keep the elite ones and no. that's my point. If you can't right. build around your core, right. if you can't build around your core, how are you supposed to pull a team out of the depth? But this they're, is the they're, thing. they're just gonna keep plucking them. Yeah, this is the thing though. Sixty six hundred kids in the portal. I found out seventy nine percent of those kids in the portal, seventy nine percent of sixty six hundred kids, how whatever number that is, the average NIL kid uh, a bag they're getting in that portal is three hundred and ten dollars. Well, those are the those are also the kids that can't play because let's be right. real. Right. Caleb Williams is a five star transfer right. guy, and he got fucking millions right. of dollars. Right. So, so but that's one percent of those. Can, everybody can strive to get that, but it's not going to yeah. happen. But there's one percent of those. Exactly. Well, th- look, and this is where this is where you could have success keeping players you could build a program with. Yes, that's what KU's doing. But, but my my thing is, and and and. Let me try and say this differently. If you're, and I'm just going to use my college as an example. Last year, Christian Gonzalez, Penry, Mackay Beckham, who's now the starting corner for SC, who had a big pick in the Stanford game, Brendan Rice, and Broussard. We'll say those five guys. Broussard's now the starting running back of Michigan State. Brendan Rice is one of the receivers at SC. Beckham's the starting corner at SC. Gonzalez is the starting corner at Oregon. And, and Mark is the starting safety at TCU. All those guys got paid to leave CU. And they, they yes, Carl Durrell relied on them, and they were the leaders, and he was going to build around that core moving forward. 
when your core looks at you and says, can you pay me? And they say, no, I can't match it. That's, that's the business of football, bro. So I don't know how the hell you're supposed to stop that unless they salary cap it and everybody has to spend the money. That's the way that this is equalized is if a governing council, and I don't know if it's the NCAA or not, cause the NCAA is a bunch of douchebags. But if the governing council of this NIL world, whenever it gets settled down, because it will, when they say that there's a salary cap and that everybody has to make slotted this amount of money, and this is how it's determined, whether you're a starter or yada, 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 and they can match contracts and all this kind of shit, and, and the kids have agents, of course they're going to make $300 bags. Nobody's advocating them to get any fucking money. They don't have an agent on the phone saying, this is my guy. This is the next big thing. Get on them early. Every pro player has that guy. I'm sure you have an agent. I have an agent. Like I don't. I. I'm not out trying to find my own fucking deals. Like we. I got a dude for that. I've had a dude for that since I was fucking 21 years old. Now they need a dude for that at 16, yeah. because now your earning potential starts in high school. So, I just don't know how you're supposed to build if everybody can just quit on a whim or get bought off like this like that that's where this is gone like the ncaa just said fuck it no <laughs> yes that's oh, free and, agency and, and everybody was like oh i don't have to hide the fact that we're throwing bags at all these kids mm-hmm. anymore. here's a ferrari here's a mercedes here's a house yep. and god and look if you think that's as far as it goes you've never been on a recruiting trip before because I guarantee you the recruiting trips are lit as fuck these days. Can you imagine dog going on a recruiting trip, being a four or five star player and having the potential to get a bag and how much fun we could fucking have on a weekend? Oh my fucking God. Please send me back in time. Not only that, you're meeting with the dog top dog. Now on these visits, my boys are telling me they're going straight to Bill Gates house in Washington. Oh yeah, bro. And now they're going straight to the dude's house. And saying, this is where the bag's coming from. By the way, when you get out of college, if you don't go to the NFL, we're going to give you another fucking bag to come work for Nike if you're in Oregon. We're going to give you another fucking bag to go work at a Fortune 500, 500 company if you're in Notre Dame. So, again, it, here's, here's my message to all the college football programs. It's no longer cheating. Start spending fucking money. If you want players, spend money. Period. But let Period. me ask you this: Spend fucking money. When is it? When is it? When is enough enough? And it's just never. It's, it's imploded. It's going to be imploded never, so bad. It's going to be so well, bad. For a hundred years, you and I and every kid we've coached and everybody that came before us got totally fucked. So in a hundred years from now, when everybody's gotten a bag for a hundred fucking years, and ten years from now, hopefully every kid's getting paid the way they should be, on a on a on a split schedule with the TV rights and all the TV money and all that shit and agents and the whole kaboom. Yep. And then in a hundred years, we can have the conversation again. That's, that's right. how I feel about it. Because I, I, I mean, when I was in college, I got a $700 stipend check and like, <laughs> right. I, there were tons of restrictions on what we couldn't and couldn't do. And it was, I mean, yes, there were, rumblings about bags at times but it was never out in the open the way that people say it is like it wasn't smu in the 80s 
everybody at some point has had a shady coach. I mean, CU employed Rick Neuheisel for a while, so they don't call him fucking Tricky Ricky for nothing. And he was at UCLA too. So, you know, it's uh, the, this business has always been ran by the bag, and now the bag's in the open. So, in my opinion, I don't, look, it's tough to go. Everyone's saying the audio's fucked up. Okay, they should fucking they should strike. Hold on. Hey, I guess our audio's fucked up because everyone left and they're all saying the audio's fucked up. God damn. I don't I don't know. I hear you. Do you hear him, Sarah? I hear you. Yeah, I hear everybody. Do you record it? Nah, it's going on the audio side being recorded, so the audio side should be fine. I don't know what's happening on YouTube. Some people are saying they're exiting and coming back. It's okay. I don't know. Some people are saying they can't hear. Some people are saying they can. They're saying we're all good now. I don't know. Now I it went back up, so we just gained 30 people again. So I don't know what's going on. Um... Hate to cut you off on that. Um, apparently, if you guys leave and exit and come back, there should be something going on. I guess there is something going on, so I don't know what's going on. Uh, Me. Hey, so, I, yeah, it's interesting, man. I was talking this morning on the morning show. I was talking about uh, having a mental fortitude about this uh, quarterback position, and I wanted to get into your take on not only tomorrow's game real quick before we get you out of here. Um, I wanted to get into uh, – Tomorrow's game, and then I wanted to get into this right here, going into your take, not to take too much time, but can you believe this marketing pitch by UCLA? And I, I am dumbfounded by it. Um, welcome to Transfer U. Uh, we have more transfers since 2020 than anybody. Is that a bragging thing you should be saying? Like You're, you're in L.A., bro. Like, I'd be fucking damned to market myself using that. I don't know. I, 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 look, I, I'm old school, and I, I wanted to play at one place, and I was, I was brought up in a time where it was cold, cool to be loyal to your team, and, like, it meant something to be loyal to your team. And, when, like, well, the most you had a dream school. Yeah, man, my dream school was CU, right. and they offered me, and I was like, I commit immediately, and everybody right. else tried to offer me, and I was like, fuck y'all. I just, Nebraska came in, and I hung up on the head coach and shit. Like, I, I'd rather fucking jump off a building than play for you. And now there's guys transferring from CU to Nebraska and Nebraska to CU, and I and it, it kills me. When I was at CU, there's a guy named Marcus Houston that transferred to CSU and then got a waiver to play us the next year. And I've never been more fired up in my life to play a football game than just to go shut his fucking mouth. But that that time is dead. And mm -hmm. college football has... I think really what happened is, like 10 years ago, the businessman looked at college football and said, we can really exploit the fuck out of this if we take advantage of this right now. Let's start getting teams to switch conferences for bags, and then that will normalize kids leaving. And then we can screw up the entire integrity of the system, which is go to school, develop as a man, develop as a player, play for three or four years, go to the NFL and get your bag. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't, and I also think that kids going to school and leaving abruptly just because their feelings are hurt is why there's so many kids in the transfer portal. And, and that's the difference between bitches and bags. There's there's going to be bitches that leave, and then there's going to be bags that leave. And the bags, you got to deal with. But the bitches, we can replace them quick. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, let me ask you this. 
Tomorrow's matchup. Getting it from a former player, NFL guy. I wanted to talk about the top five things to look for in the matchup. Um, so I'm going to bring it up on the bottom there. The top five things for the Chargers-Chiefs game tomorrow to look into. I put my top five. I said pass pro. Uh, starting there, pass pro with Matt. Um, I think two of the best pass rushers in football play for the Chargers. They're going to get up the field on Mahomes. Mahomes loves to escape the pocket. We're going to have to force him to climb the pocket. If they can get any movement from the the, the, the shade and the three technique, um, he's going to have problems in the pocket. And that's my prediction tomorrow. Now, goes on the other side, too. Can the Chargers protect, um, you know, the Chiefs have a hell of a D tackle as well, and they, they get up the field as well. And so um, would you agree that's where it starts at tomorrow, or do you have another deal? Because here's my no. five. Pass pro it's, secondary play is crucial. It, if you can't block Mack and Bosa and you can't block Jones, you can't win. So whoever does the best job of blocking those guys, it, you know, Mack and Bosa. Mack was really mad opening week, had three sacks. That's a bad motherfucker was he, when he's motivated. Bosa is, you know, Bosa's like like sleepy, but he's, he'll sleep you. If, if that makes right, any sense, right. he's super good. Right. And, but Jones is an interior three technique pass rusher. He's got the most pressures in the league other than Aaron Donald since he came in. And they're all going to have to play their asses off for this, for this number not to be huge because I think Kansas city and LA are going to fucking. So they're going to have plenty of opportunities to change the game. That's for damn sure. If you can block them, you'll win. But the, the the pass rushers that get home and cause the fumble or get the sack late, that's going to switch this game. No doubt. I got I got that. I got secondary play. If J.C. Jackson don't play for the Chargers, I think that's a bigger loss than losing Keenan Allen. Uh, I think Herbert still has enough weapons to get it done without Keenan Allen. Um, but J.C. Jackson really, really can help slow down that that Mahomes offense led by some bigger, slower receivers than what we're accustomed to, and he's the guy leading the NFL in interceptions. If he's out, I think that's more critical than it is having Keenan Allen out. But uh, quarterback performance efficiency, obviously, I think is crucial because whoever doesn't turn the football over, as we know, the cliche is the least amount of turnovers is going to win, plus, minus, and all that. But I don't mean it by that. I just mean moving the sticks on third down, keeping the defense off the field, and keeping the time of possession in your hands, especially if it's... Who would you take? I'm Mahomes, taking the Chargers Right now, to win. you're building the franchise. You have to pick quarterback first. Oh, I'm taking Everybody Herbert. has to take quarterback first. I'm taking Herbert. Herbert is Mahomes. Herbert. You're taking Herbert over Pat? All day. And see, I think, I think Mahomes is hearing this, and I think he heard everybody doubt him in the offseason, and it's because of Tariq Hill, and I... I think Patrick Mahomes is going to win the MVP, and I think Kansas City is going to go to the fucking Super Bowl. And I know it's only been a week, but they've got the best coach in the AFC West. They've got the best quarterback in the AFC West, and they know how to do it. And if they – look, if the Chargers want to play the Chiefs in the playoffs, because after a week of football, I think the Chargers and the Chiefs are the two playoff teams in the West. The Raiders and the Broncos could easily be there. I mean, I, I could be wrong, but after after a week, I'm going to go with the Chiefs and the Chargers, which totally changes my mindset because I was Raiders Broncos before. Oh, but th- this game, whichever quarterback plays better, could determine who's the wild card out of the West and who's the fucking division winner. 
And remember last year, Herbert went to Kansas City and won. I, so I the think last, the, the year before that, remember the Raiders went to Kansas City and won during the COVID year, and it was a huge upset. And oh, and and Vegas walked back in there last year and was talking all that shit and jumped up and down on the fucking on the Arrowhead. And Kansas City beat the fucking bricks off of them last year after that. So I I think Kansas City is internally motivated, and I hate to say that because I'm in Broncos country, bro, but. Fuck man, the Chiefs are so good. Fuck. Yeah, I, I take Mahomes. I would never bet on a Derek Carr led team, so I would never have put the Raiders in. I don't think the Raiders how, are. Gonna... How, how can you not like Carr? Oh, Carr is horrible. He's they're going to be a five hundred team. The Raiders are a five hundred team with him, and if they had anyone else, they'd be a fucking Super Bowl contender. Their Bro, roster's if they, loaded. If they, if they had anybody but Carr last year, they would have won three games. No way. They yes, win. They I win totally the AFC. With you on they this. win He's the AFC. Dude, He's a dude. His brother. His brother was a dude too. If he wouldn't have gone to fucking Houston, he would have played for ten years. If Derek Carr was, if the if the roles were reversed last year and Burrow was on that Raider team, they're in the Super Bowl. Bullshit. Derek Carr's the reason they lost to Cincy. They should have won the game. The refs are the reason they oh, lost to Cincy. Fuck. You know we you can't know ever put it on well the, refs. the refs. That was two fucking calls in that game that gave them 14 points. Carr is leading the league in fourth quarter comebacks. I love hearing that stat because... Well, Russell Wilson is second and Matthew Stafford's first. Stafford just won a Super Bowl right. and played for Detroit. Yeah. But but Russell Wilson is, is second and Russell Wilson's a dude. How do you feel about Russell Wilson? I love Russell Wilson. This is the difference, so, though. Derek Carr designs his own because the motherfucker throws three picks in the third quarter to go down 21 every fucking game. He's horrible. That's not, oh, that's just not true. It's he not is true. so think, fucking... He, he lacks the, the it factor. Four, the four quarterbacks in the AFC West, all four of them are in the top 15 of quarterbacks in the entire NFL. And yeah, Carr's pretty fucking good. They are because quarterback play in the NFL is at all-time fucking low. That's facts. I, I totally agree. I that's agree. facts. I... What's the difference in the stats Man, of Patrick a, Mahomes and Derek Carr? That that's facts, the, the homie. Biggest, that's facts. The biggest, so you're telling me right now, Jason, and then I'll answer your question, Sarah. You're telling me right now that quarterback play in the NFL is at an all-time low? I think it's at an all-time high from a talent perspective. Yeah, exactly. That's what you're saying. Talent. Me too. Talent, so, ain't, talent don't equate to good quarterback play, bro. It, it, you have to have both, though. Not really. Montana was so great because he could he could see it and do it. Did you Marino see forty five so year old the other night? See it and do it. I think there's more guys that can see it and do it now than ever. No, I I disagree with that totally. Did you see Did you see the forty five year old the other night climb the pocket and throw the ball accurately as fuck all day long? That's a bad motherfucker right there, dog. But I'm just saying, who else does that? that, that who else that, does that? that? that he's, well, I I think Tom Brady is like Michael Jordan now, bro. He's in a different echelon. I can't compare anybody to Michael Jordan. It's a stupid comparison. Agreed. It's like yeah. Tom Brady's like Mike now, bro. It's a dumb comparison. Like it's Tom Brady, and then it, and my one A, my one B is Elway, and then after that, it's a fucking drop off <laughs> for me. Sorry, it's what it is. I know, I know, all the Chargers fans, all the years of fucking Stan Humphreys and Phyllis Rivers and shit has you enamored, but I like rings and winning. Right. Me too. Uh, well, if you're, I mean, how do people feel about the Chargers in L.A.? We haven't accepted. Is it still a Raider town? 
Uh, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a Laker and Dodger town. We don't give a fuck about the Rams. We don't give a fuck about the Chargers. We don't give a fuck about that's the that's what the people don't get. It's a Raider and it's a it's a Raider and I mean it's a it's a, a Laker and Dodger town and and people don't give a fuck about the Rams. Even when they won the Super Bowl, bro, there was nobody at the parade. Well, that's because they're from fucking St. Louis. Well, we were originally here, <laughs> but we left and fucked everybody. So. And that's exactly why. I, I don't know. I just I, I like the Raiders in Vegas. I don't think the Chargers could have gone to Vegas and pulled this off. The Raiders are the perfect team for Las Vegas. But I, I don't know. I just I wish the Chargers would have stayed in San Diego. They're such a great fucking team for San Diego. That sucks. For and San Diego fans, the fucking San Diegoans down there, they got screwed, bro. They love their team. They shouldn't have lost their team. No, I agree. This is the thing. I, this is the issue I got. Um, I'm going to show you this thing because I, I broke down this film this morning, dog, and it was fucking absolutely comical. Um, but this is the issue I have. Quarterback play, get you out of here. I know you got to go. Uh, quarterback play, I agree. Josh Allen's a, one of the freakiest guys we've ever seen play the position. Kyler Murray's a little freak. Lamar Jackson's right there with Vic as far as talent. Um, Mahomes, Herbert, we got freaks across the board. It doesn't equate to being a good quarterback. We have the worst quarterback play of all time. Take away the enamoredness of all the athletic prowess you see and give me results at that position. We don't get them. We're not having them. We so, can't even so make you them. Don't, you don't think the quarterbacks are asked because of Peyton and Tom. You don't think they're asked to do more now than ever? I, they're, I, they're I do. Asked, I think that back in the day, they're actually I think back asked in the to day, do less. The offensive coordinator made a play, and somebody ran it into Troy Aikman, your boy, and they were like, "Troy, this is the play." And Troy called the play that North Turner called, and that was what what it was. And then oh, no. Tom and Peyton came along, and they were like, "Fuck this! This is how you really play football." And now everybody's trying to be like them. No. So look, I can't disagree with the quarterback, but I totally disagree. No. <laughs> They're doing less now than ever. They're doing less now than ever. They've a they're asked to do less now than ever. And I know it's for to be fact. They are not really. I had Bernard Pollard on my show, bro. He won a Super Bowl with the Ravens and said Lamar oh, yeah, Jackson. He's a bad motherfucker. He don't get one call. He gets one call in the helmet, and they run the play. He cannot even check away to a low technique on an inside run play. He wants. To okay, so I will. I will agree. Okay, so. I agree and disagree, From and I think you do too, if you listen to my statement before my fat ass gets off the show. <laughs> one, they, from top to bottom, 32 to one, they are physically as talented as it's ever been, right? Right. Cool. Two, I totally agree with you that top to bottom, they are dumber than they've ever been. I agree with that. Is it dumber, but the, but or is it top, lack of preparation? Of but the top of it doesn't the top of it like isn't how we leap Brady and Mahomes and some of these guys. Do you think Mahomes would have been able to do this in the nineties? If would he have been able if, to do if this in they the nineties? Yeah, I mean it's different. It's 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 a totally different game. But yeah, I think he would have been able to do it. But it, he wouldn't have. He would have been coached up in college much different too. See, well, we well, have a horrible. I think, I think, I think we know now why this is full circle. 
Okay, I no. got you as I get. No, 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 I no, no, no. A little fucking psychology here. No, 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 he no. Went to Texas Tech, and that's that's why you like Herbert more. See that? Just no, it's not. <laughs> here it is. Now, hold on. We have the worst college quarterback coaching that we've ever seen in our lives, and this is why you have to agree to this. I agree with that. This I, is why, though. This is why you you agree to it. We coach tempo, no huddle, fast. In the gun, we teach no under center mechanics. We don't teach any off. We don't teach anything pre-snap to compare to post-snap reads. We don't teach the quarterback pass protections, gap responsibilities. We don't teach them shit. We're trying to go fast. We're going to run RPO, triple option, and go to the NFL. And you're on your fucking own. And it is happening at the highest rate of all time. They don't know how to read a coverage. They don't know how to pass pro. They can't get in and out of anything. They are stuck with what's called in the helmet. And that's because college coaching is allowing more. This is never, This is coming from, before you, I'll let you end it. This is coming from a buddy of mine that's OC. And he actually recruited Lamar Jackson to Louisville. And he told me that... This is we're going out to get the greatest athlete to play the position to give our team a chance due to the portal era. So we're going to go get Lamar Jackson to play quarterback. Nobody can fuck with him, regardless of how good of a thrower he is. He's the best athlete on the field. Put him at quarterback. Let him eat. And then if he gets to the shot in the league, he's on his own. So that is what you're seeing, though. You're seeing great athletes be put at the position, but they're not being coached up to play quarterback. And when they go to the NFL... You get the stereotype narrative. Oh, he should be a wideout, a running back. Oh. So, but it's what's that's the truth right now. They're athletic, I, I and and I, I, I was breaking down I, no. film. I was breaking it's down the, film this it's morning. The that, number one. Yeah, go it's ahead. The number one reason why. The number one reason why the first thing I do with every quarterback I work with is put them in the film room and teach them. When I sit there and I go, "Hey, I need you to draw 11 three by one tight end ISO left bunch right." Uh, under Sam Stack, strong safety force, cover one fence man, where's the squeeze gap, how do we run Gator right, how do we run Sally left, and we need all this shit done in the next 30 seconds, chop, chop, chop. I need them to be able to fucking do that. Otherwise, I can't trust them to be on the field. So, I look, it all comes from coaching, and the thing is, though, Coach, not everybody thinks like you and I. And if you, if, one thing that I've also understood here before I leave is there's a lot of people that don't like being challenged, and they're not going to like guys like us. They're going to fucking hate it because they're every time you say something, they're you know they they get sandy in the crotch area, and it, it turns into a fucking dispute over pass protection. When he should just say you're right, I'm wrong, or I could say you're right, I'm wrong, and we can move forward. So football has become uh, it's so egotistical now that you almost can't even coach. Oh uh, no, it's definitely that. I mean. I, you know, it, it's so much we can get into that, man. We, we'll have to make that a, a Monday night uh, discussion. And, I can't and break wait for that Monday down. night, um, RPO! RPO, baby. Hey, I appreciate right, you coming yeah. on. Later. Later. Bye. Appreciate Matt, as always, coming on the show. Shout it up. Um, hey, a lot of good banter right there, Sarah. Um, you got to take a pee or anything? I'm good. You got to take a poop? <laughs> I'm good. Hey, why? Girls do not fart or shit. That's a Correct. rumor I heard. That's a, I heard that. That's very true. It's like the president 
at in China or North Korea. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Very interesting. Um, yeah. Anyone that wants to debate me with this quarterback thing, please try it. I'm. I would love to. I would. I will absolutely murder anyone talking about it. It's not your wheelhouse. It is unbelievably bad right now. I'm just telling you. Everyone, Sarah, is enamored. Okay, Sarah, let me ask you this. I'll put it in perspective. If you watch a game tonight or tomorrow and Mahomes goes for a 40-yard scamper and he runs down the sideline and you don't know shit about the position. I'm not saying you don't. I'm just saying let's just say you're just a random out there watching. You're going to go, damn, cool, run. He ran and he's fucking... He, he, he looked legit, but you don't really know about the position. You just saw this athlete break the, and go down and, and run 40 yards. That's what we see. The novice fan sees that, and now they're enamored by this whole glo- – they're great. They're great athletes. Lamar Jackson just shook three guys, and he went to the house. That's not quarterback play, though. There's three guys wide open, no. too. Like, I, I, my personal take on the quarterback play is that you have to make good decisions. You can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't make good decisions, then you're not a good quarterback. Hell no. You're the leader of the field. You're the coach on the field. And the quarterback's not the coach on the field right now. It, it used to be in our job description, Sarah. This is the job description of the quarterback in the NFL. Lead, never late, never miss, never in the media for wrong for bad things. Get us out of bad plays into good ones, regardless of what's called in the huddle, and win football games. That is not right. But you you have to study. You have to know what. Oh you're yeah, well doing. that's you all. Yeah, that's, that's all. Pre, right, but I don't think yeah. people take that initiative anymore. They're just like, oh well, here I am. I'm playing. I'm making money, or you know, I'm not making money, or you know, whatever. I don't think there's that camaraderie either with their O line. That's it's. You need to be in sync. You need to know what's going to happen you need to be able to read and I, I, you see it perfectly with um anthony richardson yeah he, but but i think that's a perfect example but we set these young kids up for failure sarah the the espn's the anointing media and the anointing fan gives these kids way too much credit and they burn them way too hard and the bottom line is that kid should never have been put on ESPN and they're talking about him being a first fucking rounder after one week against a fucking stale Utah team. He should have never been put right. on that pedestal. And then week two, a 20-year-old kid cannot handle that. Stephen A. Smith saying, you're going to be a first rounder and a Heisman candidate now. How does it feel? Motherfucker, you only had one turn, spin move, and you made ESPN, and now he's the best thing since sliced bread. Wrong. You're not that good, and we need to stop anointing the Patrick Mahomes of the world after three and a half seasons. And I, and I get uh, somebody in the chat said 50 and 13 in the NFL. That is a great point. It's about winning football games. But the meaningful ones... They are a superior team in the AFC West for the last three and a half years. We're going to see if it can continue this year and can he win more Super Bowls. He is a winner. I'm not saying he's not. He is winning in the NFL. He has also had one of the best rosters assembled in the NFL. Yes. And we're going to see if it can continue. You can't anoint the guy and then 
anoint him as the greatest ever because his roster's loaded, and then bash Trevor Lawrence because he's at the worst franchise in football. It's not... That's what's the problem with us right now. That is what the problem is. We deal with... Uh, we, we anoint and we bash for completely the same situations. And the issue is, you know... Zach Wilson goes to the Jets, arguably the worst in America, or franchise in the NFL. And he struggled. And Sam Darnold struggled there. And the Giants are right there with them as being shitty. Daniel Jones has struggled there. And there's a reason Eli Manning um, demanded a trade when he got drafted by the Chargers. Just imagine if he would have went to the Chargers, he would be what Phillip Rivers is. Nothing. Never won a Super Bowl. Well, I mean, you have to also put it this way, too. Everybody is anointing Patrick Mahomes. Who would Patrick Mahomes be without Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill? I want to break down the 50 and 13 record of, of Patrick Mahomes. I just want to be clear. Alex Smith went, went like 13 and 4 the year before. <laughs> so I want to make sure we're clear. Like, Alex Smith also won there with Andy Reid. And... Andy Reid's the best coach in that division. It's not even close. There's a bunch of rookies in that in that division. And you got Andy Reid in there whose superior experience is going to get them four to five possible wins. Okay? And then and then you're going to discuss, and then we're going to talk about why their roster has been assembled to be so good. But my thing is, 50 and 13 is one thing. But you, you have two playoff losses. Now you have three. You had two playoff losses to the same man, Tom Brady. He was 43 years old, and he was 44 years old when he beat you. If you're the best and want to be the GOAT, you have to beat the 44-year-old Tom Brady. You lost to him in New England, and you lost to him in Tampa. And your two losses were to him. And now you've lost to Joe Burrow. So... That's what it is. Um, let's take a break real quick, Sarah. I'll be back in four minutes. I'll let the dogs out, and I'll be right back. So here's my top five fucking of all time. Tony Gonzalez is the premier tight end in my generation. Not only did we play against each other in high school, growing up together, his, old, his older brother was actually one of my JUCO tight ends. His name is Chris Gonzalez, by the way. Went to Huntington Beach High School, grew up right up the street. We played together in the play. We actually played each other in high school twice. Um, he also played basketball when I, for his high school. We were obviously the number one team in the country in basketball. He was a great basketball player as well. Played at Cal Berkeley with Jason Kidd, um, Tremaine Folks, another good friend of mine. He was on that squad. Uh, Ed Gray, another L.A. kid. That Cal team was great. I think they lost in the Elite Eight uh, to Duke, I want to say, or North Carolina. But that, that Cal team was really good. Tony Gonzalez was a problem in college basketball. Could have played in the NBA. Uh, I don't think he would have ever had the same career, obviously. He would have just been a big, bulky power forward in the, in the NBA. You know, he's 6'6". Uh, probably could, you know, at that time. Um, but he was a great inline blocker. He was a great pass receiver and catcher. He always and also was uh, he did a lot of things that tight ends at that time were not willing to do. Uh, but Tony was a all around tight end who holds most records, and he played longer. 
That's one of the reasons I cannot put Gronk in there. I do think Gronk is probably the most talented tight end to play the game, but I don't put him there because I think he's played 11 years. He's only 33 years old, and I don't think you can put him as the best already. I think he scored in three of his four Super Bowl victories. Um, but anyway, Ozzie Newsom's my number two. All right, all right, all right, all right. Sarah's judging dick pics. We're good. Um, We're good. Can you hear me? Yeah. Um, what are we talking about in this chat here? Sarah's just taking long breaths so you know. What's Eddie talking about? Man, I'm not letting Eddie call in. That motherfucker can't even call in. He got fucking Boost Mobile. Like, he can't even call in and have a conversation. But he likes to talk. Um, no, my point is he's won one Super Bowl with the most loaded roster in the NFL, out, and he's been there twice. So if he's the GOAT, apparently, he should have won two Super Bowls. Right, but he came unglued and threw a crybaby fit. And 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 what did he do last year? <laughs> Correct. And let's see what he does this year. That's all I'm saying. This is only year four, Sarah. Everyone thinks he's like fucking Joe Montana already. Like, I know. Calm yeah. down. Like, and this is why. Like, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this out there. This is why it's really hard for me to get into NFL. It would be a lot easier if. It wasn't this way with people and, you know, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes is the best. The Chiefs are the best. And, you know, they're going to win the Super Bowl and all the shit. And it's like I- I'm-, I'm checked out at that point. I check out and I'm like, OK, half of the fan base has no clue what the fuck is going on. So it's not like college football where you can get involved and you can get behind your team because a lot of people in the SEC, it might be just the SEC, a lot of the SEC fans, they know what the hell is going on, and they invest in their team. You get to the NFL fan base, and you've got a variety of just, like, people who think they know what's going on, and they, they fucking don't. And it checks me out because I'm like, I don't want to hang out with y'all. <laughs> no, I get you. Uh, yeah, I, I don't even know how to address Eddie um, in, the, in the chat because he's talking about Dak, who's horrible, and he's talking about Deion's son as a good quarterback. I'm just like, oh. I, I do think Deion's son is a good quarterback. I, I don't think I know he's the do. best I of know. the best, I know but I do, do think he's a good quarterback. I know you do. I don't. I think he's horrible. So, um, we'll see. I oh, love how no, everybody oh, says no. the SEC fans are delusional. Hold on one second. I think my dog <gasps> broke in the house. Uh-oh. Hey, everybody. <laughs> what are we going to talk about? We can talk about how the SEC is the best conference, and it's the most competitive conference. Oh, yeah. We can talk about how Tennessee is on their way back. We can talk about how they're going to play Akron this weekend. Our stadium is almost sold out. I think they said they only have a 1,000 tickets left. So... Hey, you look good on the big screen, so I think that's why the the the, the fucking the fucking uh, numbers went up. The numbers went up, and I I just came in. We lost five people. Um, so I don't know. Go lay down. Um, I don't know. Um, damn, that's nice how that happened. Um, 
I don't know. I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a full-on believer in Mahomes. <laughs> I think he's a talented kid. I think he can be a great quarterback if he understands the game and learns how to climb the pocket, be that guy. He can be one of the best ever. Now, will he will he be? I don't I don't know. That's Have you ever time. seen the Andy Reid video? Uh-uh. He was I think it's like when he was younger, he was like the biggest in the uh that's what Cheeky's talking about or whatever. It was it's a funny video. I'll have to send it to you and then we'll have to play it tomorrow. It's really funny. Yeah, the Cowboys are absolutely dog shit. Eddie Manny. They've weather. always been. I'm gonna keep talking about them forever. I'm gonna turn into Stephen A. Smith about the motherfuckers and start laughing about the motherfuckers because they are horrible. And they haven't been good since Troy Aikman left that motherfucker. So I'm glad you're a fan, Eddie, but they are dog shit. And Dak Prescott is fucking horrible. Um, we're going to see. Interesting. All right, Sarah. So let's get into this weekend. I got, or tomorrow and this weekend. Um, I want to get into a, uh, a little bit of uh, banter. I got this uh, top five college matchups for this weekend. All right. I got Florida State playing Louisville. Now, let me explain something, Sarah, as the ticker goes across, and I'll get into all the games. I'm sure the chat will go crazy, and I'm sure this will be a fucking meme on fucking something. Um, not only, I'm not just talking about the matchup with the teams. I'm talking about the coaching matchups as well. So, Norvell and uh, what's his name? Uh, Satterfield or whatever his name is at Louisville. They're both considered to be somewhat on the hot ticket, hot seat. Somewhat on the hot seat. And both of them are expected to win and get into at least a decent bowl game this year. I believe this game is going to separate one of the two teams on an upward spiral and the other one on a downward spiral. So I got Florida State and Louisville, not only for the two teams and programs, the coaches themselves, for being fired eventually at the end of this season. Michigan State, Washington, both undefeated. It's at Washington, which can be a crazy place on Lake Washington, most beautiful setting in college football. If you've never been, I suggest you, highly suggest you go one time. It is the most incredible fucking view uh, you've ever seen at a college football game. Uh their, their stadium rivals an NFL stadium, similar to an SEC stadium. Huge bowl right on the lake. Uh, unbelievable. I used to go up there with Sark all the time. He, would, he lived on the lake, so he would drive his boat right to his front door in his office. I mean, I'm not lying. Like, the staff rode boats into the office. Unbelievable. Like the ball Navy. Unbelievable. And Clemson's like that. Not the stadium, but the coach's uh, facility is like that. They used to be on this big moat in Clemson. Beautiful. But anyway, um, Washington-Michigan State is a big matchup just for college football. New coach at Washington. Mel Tucker's on the, on the rise. Got a big contract. Uh, we're going to see. Is Washington the team out west that could be a sleeper? We don't know. We're going to see how good Michigan State is. If they can compete with Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, we're going to see. Um, and we're going to see if Washington can be a team that can shock somebody like they did a few years ago and made it to the BCS uh, playoff. So that's my second game to watch this week. 
that I'm going to have my eye out on. Um, Bono and uh, OU Nebraska just for and like Carl Regal in the in the chat is kind of I'm kind of agreeing with him. This is a game that I want to watch shits and for shits and giggles because I just want to see. I just want to see it for shits and giggles because is is this going to be a complete ass kicking or is Nebraska going to show up for the new coach like fucking Notre Dame was supposed to do for their new coach or are you just going to see uh, uh, just a, a complete fucking shit show and uh, and and that's a game I'm interested in seeing after Scott Frost era has ended up. Uh, but just, I want to make sure everybody understands something. This is still the Scott Frost era at Nebraska. It's his roster. It's his kids. It's his ideology in that place. Don't make any mistake about it. Don't talk about Mickey Joseph if they get blown out. And don't talk about he's the next head coach if they some way pull off a win. Okay? I'm just letting you guys know that. But it is result-oriented. So, we'll see what happens. Um... Those are the top three that I want to watch that stick out, Sarah. But there's also two more games on the slate that I'm interested in, in watching. Miami A&M, I believe if A&M doesn't get bounced back and beat Miami, they have a major problem there. And I believe Jimbo could be let go at the end of the year. And Penn State-Auburn, I think both of those coaches are also on the hot seat in a way mm-hmm. that's not so publicly announced out there in the media. But I do believe... James Franklin is expected to be in a title game here any time now. And I, he hasn't performed that. And Auburn wants to get back to what they once were. And I don't think Harson's that guy. And I think Harson is on the hot seat as well just for the disagreements that he's got with the admin there in Auburn. So that's my team. That's my games to watch. Um there's not a lot of other a lot of other teams like you know you got Tennessee's playing Akron and you got you got Alabama playing fucking whoever Monroe <laughs> yeah UL there's Monroe. a lot of shit games you know Ohio State's playing Toledo or whatever so there's not any there's not no any big games this this week um, um I want to see the Georgia South Carolina game Georgia South Carolina Sarah says I can see that being a game of interest um. I do see that game because we want to see and is Georgia that team or is South Carolina really, really shitty or is Rattler right. going to get showed out that he's a guy that we can, we looked at coming out of high school and seeing, okay, this guy can be the guy, but are we going to just say this guy's shitty? So right. that's and then of, Mike Leach, I want to see Mississippi State and uh, LSU. Okay, that's a game, yep, yep. Yeah. So I was just listening to Mike Leach on uh, the Paul Feinbaum show. He was on there and. It'll be interesting to see what happens. So tell the crowd, tell the fan base here in the chat, what happened with Paul Feinbaum's show today? Okay, well, I guess yesterday, the um, Paul Feinbaum had a caller in there, and it was legend. And um, Alabama's defensive coordinator, his dad, called in, <laughs> his dad called in and and threatened legend was asking where his or what his address was because uh he was talking shit on his son so his dad called in 
Yeah, I, I think Saban's going to put a kibosh on that. He don't want his coach's dads calling in, and he don't want his he don't want his program in that limelight. I'm just telling you right now, he don't so, like he don't like that shit. I do. I, I am wondering what is going on at Alabama because we had 15 penalties, which is the most that they've had since Nick Saban or since 2007. So we're having all these penalties. Is the the question that I have is. Is the gap between the good teams and the the quote unquote lower level teams is it smaller, or is Alabama just not as good as we think they are? Any like at this year, Sarah, you know, it's you know a rebuild year. Sarah, you know where I'm going with it. You know, I'm going to transfer say portal. I, I, I'm going to say I told everyone so. I'm going to keep saying it. Transfer portal. Fuck yeah. And they're the least affected team by the portal. Well, they have that. I know that they have somebody from Georgia. Is it the receiver? Yep. And Cincinnati and Vanderbilt and Wake Forest. I think they've got more transfers than they've had in a long time. Or ever, ever. So, again, I'm just telling you. I've been telling everybody this is the thing. Like, the, the continuity is not the same. The rotation of players every year is not the same. Tackling's at a low. Injuries are at a high. I mean, is it is it resonating? Is spreading around Nebraska, uh, Alabama? Right. And know. then my next question is, did Alabama play that bad? Because Tennessee played that we made horrible mistakes, and we played that bad compared to what we usually bring out as far as with our rhythm and I mean we made mistakes that we shouldn't have made so how do you gauge that you know what I mean I don't know I I think there's a complete fucking saturation amongst college football I just think that it's spreading to the big boys now and when that happens it scares me it scares me because I thought hopefully Saban would lock it up I thought Dabo would lock it up I thought Certain teams. Georgia lives in the portal. Uh, Tennessee's in the portal. Oregon on the West Coast. USC's lives in the portal. Um, Texas is in the portal, lives in the portal. They all living in the portal. And we're seeing what we're seeing. Texas looked a lot better physically than they did last year or they have in a long time. They literally looked equal or better at certain spots than Alabama, which is shocking. So right. I'm curious to see how that goes. And it's only gonna time's only gonna tell because can Texas run the table? That's the question. Not about Alabama. Can Texas run the table? And now we're like, okay, they go in and beat OU, Oklahoma State, they beat these teams, and now you're like, okay, Texas is for real. Maybe Alabama is still good, but Texas is legit. And- right. And I just heard something too. I can't remember what I was listening to or who I was listening to, but they said, um, OU, if you're playing, if OU is on your schedule, you better cancel the games because I think they're closer to finalizing with the SEC. Oh, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. So they're going to pay the money. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to pay the money. I, and, and if they do, Texas will. And then, you know, and we're going to see. And then BYU is going to try to jump in that Big 12 deal. So. There's going to be a lot of movement. And I think Oregon, Arizona State, Arizona, they're going to try to get out too and head out, out, out head, head, head out east. 
They're going to try to go Big 12, too. Right. And if I was Nebraska, I'd be trying to get the fuck out and go to the Pac-12. But here's the deal. I, I don't know if I agree with you because I think that Nebraska has a chance. They chance have a better chance to dominate, dominate at the level they're at right now. When, if they're, I don't think they're far off from rebuilding a program and dominating in their conference. If they hire Nebraska's going to beat Ohio State and Penn State and Michigan in their conference, Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. If they can get it together, I think that they would have a good chance. I think seriously. I I believe what you're believing. I'm never going to agree to that. There's no. Right, I just way. don't think they're that far off. Oh, if we can get on track. Away. They're light years away. I don't know. Sarah. Georgia Southern's offense and defensive line were mauling Nebraska. That's the home of Dominic Sue. Imagine that. Like, let that resonate with you. Georgia Southern had 670 yards of offense. Nebraska's not anywhere close. And their roster was bad against Northwestern. They didn't look totally dominant versus South Dakota FCS school. They're far, far away. And to to play at Ohio State, Penn State, and Michigan and try to beat them anytime soon is asinine. There's no way. They're done. Now, can they beat an OU possibly? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think OU's that good this year. But very interesting to say to see this because Georgia Southern should not beat a team that bad up front and not a Nebraska team with big time. Well, money. under Scott Frost, I mean, that's what I'm saying. If we can rebuild, if they can rebuild, I don't think it's impossible. People, people, see, I, 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 I defend the profession more than I defend the coach, but sometimes the coach is within my defense because it's in the profession. And I don't know Scott uh, very well at all. I know a lot of his staff. I've, I've had a lot of players play at Nebraska, so I know the culture. I, I grew up with people that played there. I know the whole landscape. Back in the big eight days when there was Colorado, them, and, 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 uh, and Oklahoma, they were big time, right? That was a big time conference. I loved it. It was so competitive. Everybody from Compton and L.A. was on those three teams, and they all won a natty within like three years. Each one of those teams won a natty. And uh, I hate to throw Scott Frost under the bus because – People act like he came to Nebraska and changed his entire coaching philosophy from what he did at UCF. And I'm just like, calm down. He didn't become shitty overnight. And people, and I, why it resonates with me, um, Sarah, because I went two and eight my last year coaching. And people don't understand. We had a bad nucleus, but we had as much or more talent than the year before. So we had 45 guys go D1 still. So, like, it wasn't a lack of talent, right? And I just all of a sudden, after 20 years, forgot how to coach? No. And that's what I don't understand. People have a false uh, misconception of, of reality here because they're in a, he's now the small fish in a big pond where he was the big fish in a small pond, and that's what people don't understand. They want to measure dick sizes and it ends up fucking them at the end of the day. And Scott Frost got pegged, Sarah, by false reality. 
That is what the truth is. And people don't want to really, really grasp that because they're so much enamored with being the Homer Fairweather fan where that's why I separate myself. And I'm like, listen, I'm a Laker fan, but the Lakers are absolutely fucking awful right now. And, and, and we have to be honest about it. Like, you have hope at Tennessee, right? It's a new upcoming guy, the coach second year. We're trying to rebuild. We got some hope. We got some players. We think we're building a culture. You have an optimistic approach with your team that you like. But I think if Tennessee drops six in a row, you're going to be saying, fuck, man, we're just not that team yet. And Heupel, I know he won at UCF, but what's going on? And you're going to say nothing because it's the same thing that happened to Scott Frost. It's the same thing that happened to Willie Taggart. It's the same thing that happened to um, no, uh, my boy that's at UCF now when he was at Auburn. Like, So, I mean, with Nebraska, a lot of these, you know, the Nebraska fan base and then the expectation out there. What I want to know is I know that Bo Pelini had a different style of coaching. I know that he was more rough around the edges. I know that he cussed a lot and a lot of people weren't behind him in the way that he was. So how do they expect that, you know, they can't have that same expectation of coaching that they used to have before Bo Pelini. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... Does that matter? No, because Frank Solitz was there, and you can't have a more mild-mannered coach, and he won 10 games and got fired. So, Pelini replaced Solitz. Right. And I'm telling you, so now they're they're begging to have those type of 10-win seasons again and lose in the title game to Wisconsin, who was really good at that time. That's who they lost to. They lost to a Russell Wilson-led Wisconsin team, and they lost to good Wisconsin teams in the in the in the championship game. And they fired Pelini and Solis because they didn't they couldn't get past that into a national championship type of playoff situation. And that is the false hope. Now look at what happened. Be careful what you fucking wish for, because now your asses are fucking begging to get nine and ten wins again. And well, the expectation, too, is is that people, they, they hire these coaches and they're like, okay, well, they're going to be fired if they don't win an, us a national championship in four years. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the thing. But like Matt was saying, if your team's getting depleted by NIL and bag money, then what what's the real expectation from your upper administration? Are you supposed to win year one when you have kids – um, losing like that? Yeah, you're right. Callahan replaced Solitz. Uh, that was a horrible hire. Horrible hire. I love Callahan. I think he's one of the best O-line coaches in the, in the, in the world. But he was not that guy. He, 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 he had a horrible run in the Raiders. He, uh, he is not for college football whatsoever. So it was a very, very high, It was a bad, bad um, hire. And that kind of set Nebraska back, I thought. And then they hired Mike Riley... And he imploded. That imploded. And and then you had fucking, who was my boy they hired as the interim? Uh, the old, was that Buffalo? What's the old quarterback's name? Um, shit, I forgot his name. But, you know, it, it is what it is. I don't know. I, right. just, I just think that there's a false expectation 
um, out there with these big programs. Because, again, though, it's a good thing to have because, no, not Mickey Joseph. That's right now. I'm talking about a few years back. <laughs> um, Sarah, they, these people think that no, it's a good thing to have because they're still filling the stadium. And you can't right. say that for a lot of places. So those fans have the right to be pissed and expect their team to win. I get it. So it's a it's a very very fine line, I guess. Because right, the money's there also. Yeah, well we think, we don't really know. I haven't seen a lot of I haven't seen a lot of NIL money coming out of Lincoln. See, I, I haven't seen a lot of that because you're telling me that Jackson State can get a guy, but Nebraska can't. So Again, I'm that's talking about like I'm money not, and facilities and yeah, but that's and, why I don't believe solely in this NIL money. I I know for a fact the average NIL deal is three hundred dollars. So if it's three hundred dollars, I am very optimistic. If I got a job, I could fucking tweak this thing. If Deion Sanders got a number one recruit in America and did not pay him, they got him some NIL money. It's all small. They gave him a car, I think, and some other little shit. He ain't getting no fucking $8 million T-Mobile deal like Nico. He ain't getting that. So I think you can do some things. If if, if 99% of this, this NIL money is bullshit $300 deals, I think there's a way to finagle this thing. And you can go get some kids or keep your kids. And that is what Lance is doing at, at KU. And I think he's building a culture there by getting guys that want to play big-time Division One football in a big-time league, get to play Texas, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State on a weekly basis. You can sell that to kids. And you can sell that to kids. Hey, dog, do you want to go to the NFL your, your film will get you to the NFL, Sarah. They're, you're going to play against Texas and Oklahoma and Oklahoma State in front of 80,000. Do you want a $300 NIL deal to go to fucking Marshall? Or do you want to play here and get a shot to go to the NFL? I think that can be sold, not told. And I think you can get those kids to buy into a place like KU, like Lance is getting right now. He knows what he's doing. I've told everybody I think KU's a shocker this this year. And I think he's building a team, and so is K-State. I think he's doing the same thing. And people right, are starting, people but you are, have to be crazy if you don't think that KU's also trying to compete in, with some of the deals that they have going on, especially with Bill Self and the things that they've got. Basketball is completely there. different, though. See, basketball, even though both have an Adidas, their Adidas school, basketball Adidas money is twenty times more than Adidas football money. So, Turner Gill is who I was talking about earlier. Yeah. Oh yeah, Turner Gill. Um, so, so like basketball money is completely different. The AAU circuit is so so big, and I know firsthand about this Adidas deals. Trust me, I know how crooked that shit is. So, uh, I, I'm just saying there's gonna be there's gonna be some teams like KUK State, and I, again, Sarah, I'm I'm breaking down what we were talking about the other day. Give a smaller co- level coach less money and let him prove his worth to you, just like Lance Leopold's doing at KU. Just like fucking, what's his name uh, at K-State is doing from South Dakota State or North Dakota State. And 
Why are they being successful? Because they know how to build a program from nothing. They know how to create a culture from nothing. They know how to work with nothing. And that's why you're seeing this culture being built at both of those programs, ironically. So I think you can do it still. Even though it's a tall task and it's a fucking hard one to deal, you can still do it. And I think those two teams, I'm rooting for those two teams to do it. Uh I'm rooting for those two teams to figure it out and do it because that'll show people that there's a way to do it. And that's why I'm telling people, yeah, hire me at Nebraska. Pay me 500 grand. I'll come in there. Give my, let me hire a staff, though. Let me hire a staff that everyone else is equal to. And then if I earn that one after one year, you see an improvement and you see us going from what you did with Frost to what I've done, then you then you then we, we negotiate. But... That's the problem. They're not doing that. And I don't understand how smart you have to be to figure this out. I think there's a ton of coaches, Sarah, that would take a job for less money to prove himself and then get the bag at the end when you've proven that this is this can be done another way. You don't have to keep hiring these commercialized fucks who are going to be fired in two years and you're paying them $20 million to leave. I like Brian Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> but it's everybody. It's Norvell. It's Brian Kelly. It's fucking Willie Taggart. It's fucking Chris, uh, Cristobal. It's fu- they're all doing it. They're, nobody's winning. Nobody's winning. So my question is this. Does Lance leave after if he gets offered a job next year as one of these coaches? Say, I'll be completely honest. At the top. Be completely honest. Let's do fun. Let's do a fun thing real quick. Just off the top of the head. Name me five jobs you would take. Let me rephrase it. Name me five jobs that you should stay at over going to take Nebraska. Five jobs you should stay at if offered the job. So let's say Dabo Sweeney was offered the job. He obviously stays at Clemson, right? Right. Nick Saban obviously stays at Alabama, right? Name me five not so obvious schools that if offered the Nebraska job, they say, fuck you, I'm staying here. And I'm going to give you five that's going to shock you. And you're going to say, no way. Why would you stay there? Let's have a fun little deal. Everybody in the chat, go ahead and give me your top five. And and I'm going to shock you with five that I would tell Nebraska to fuck off. No, I'm not leaving. No, no shit, Joe. Don't give me the fucking obvious. I just said non-obvious. Not fucking Georgia and Alabama. Give me five schools that are not so obvious, Joe. Not SC. Jesus. All right. I might have rephrased that all fucked up. You got what I yeah, said? Yeah, I'm though. trying to understand. So, like Michigan? No. Give me, give me five schools that you think. Just give me five schools, that small schools, that Nebraska offers to coach the job. You think they'll leave. So do you think, all right, let me just help you. I'm going to give you schools because I don't know how to explain it. It's hard to explain what I'm thinking. All right, here we go. The coach at Coastal Carolina gets offered the Nebraska job. Do you stay or do you go? Oh, you go. You go. I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would. I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I would, but I... I lean on going, okay? I'm going to go with you. I'm going to say we're going to go. Kalani Sataki gets offered the head job in Nebraska to leave BYU. Do you stay or do you go? 
from BYU? Yeah. I don't know. Don't you think that this all depends too on conferences? No. He take take the take take into account. This is a Polynesian head coach at BYU who played at BYU and has a culture of full autonomy at BYU. Do you leave BYU to go to that big you leave the big blue to go to the big red? No. You stay at BYU. Yes. And and when in the history of football, in college football, um, would you ever think you would hear that? I never. I'm I, I'm never. like right, but I I, I honestly think that? BYU is just in a, a totally different realm. So, but why is that? I, I, we're saying stay at BYU. Any other era, we're like, fuck this, I'm out, I'm headed to Nebraska. Well, I think he's got it made there. Well, no, but any any other era, he still would leave if he was offered this 10 year, 15 years ago. Because BYU and Nebraska at the time of Nebraska's height would be a no-brainer. A no-brainer. The bottom line is Nebraska's not that attractive anymore. But it could be. Uh, uh, I but, think but they have that potential. But look, if it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. And that's just what it is. Like, there's no guessing in this anymore because there's too many obstacles with NIL and transfer portals. I would not leave a for sure shot to go guess for some a no shot. So let me ask you this. Lance Leopold, do you leave KU to go to Nebraska? Yes. Absolutely. I would not. I would not. I would not leave KU right now. He is going to be set back two years of what he just built at KU. Arguably, from top to bottom, KU is in an equal or better conference, top to bottom, than Nebraska. And so let's just say right now, let's just say right now, we're talking today. So you got Texas, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, TCU, um, K-State, KU. Texas Tech, Baylor. Okay. I believe there's more ranked teams in that division right now than there are in Ohio State, Nebraska, Penn State, Michigan, Michigan State. I think it's close. I don't know. I think Michigan right. State, Michigan State's like 11 or 9. Uh, Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State, I think 23rd. So... On the other side, Baylor was just number nine. They lost to BYU. Um, you have OU in the top ten. Oklahoma State's in the top ten. Um, I don't know if TCU cracked the top 25 or not yet. Um, so that's my point. KU, I don't leave for Nebraska right now. Number one, but the, the Big conf- 12, I mean, I don't believe that the Big 12 is a competitive conference in football. They wouldn't last. I, it's just not. If you don't take that job at Nebraska, then, I mean, we're looking at KU through a scope that they're finally winning games. And this has taken how long? Since Vangino? Yeah. So, yes, he's built it up. But I don't think there's a guarantee yet. Like, I haven't seen it. You know him personally, so... I. But you know, Sarah, you're I, saying I the same. That, you're but. saying the same things for a place that you have to go start over at. 
You're but saying he's going to go do the same. There. You're going to have the same questions at Nebraska. And now you have to start over. What you just did for two years at KU, you're going to have to start all over and have the same questions. You're going to have to start over again anyways. Not at KU if he builds his culture. Uh, then what? KU just becomes competitive to who? Because if they have to switch conferences, what conference do they go into? They're not going to switch conferences. Right, right, but if they bring in other teams into the Big 12, yeah, what teams come in there? Oh, it doesn't matter. Well, BYU's already going in there. And then they're, they're going to get... And do you think KU can beat BYU? Eventually, yeah. And you got Houston. You got Houston going in there. You got, I don't know, West Virginia's in there right now. So, I, I don't know, but... But what I'm saying is, like, that is a if and a, you know, wishing one hand shit in the other one. I'm talking about, I don't believe Nebraska from top to bottom administratively is even close to being bought in like KU is. A, KU has the number one athletic facility in the nation going in there. They've been working on for three years. And $365 million athletic facility. I would stay at fucking KU and Lawrence. Lawrence is a much better college town than Lincoln. And I just, I like Lawrence. I I would stay in KU. Um, Let me ask you this. Would you leave Washington State for Nebraska? Mm, I mean... Oh, boy. I would leave to go to Nebraska, and I would kick ass in my conference, and then I would wait for an SEC job. <laughs> See, that's the problem with the landscape, though. That's what's happening. <laughs> that's what's ex- – no, you just said what right. the administration is doing. They're hiring the sexy hire knowing they're going to leave in two years. So, like, you're leaving in two years. Hire somebody that wants to be at Nebraska. Not like as a dream job. Not but only a dream job, dream but, but I'm here to build this place up. I have no expectancy on this thing. I don't give a fuck about. I'm not. Le- I don't plan on leaving here within five years. I am all in on this deal. That's what you got to find. They're, they're like a Nick Saban. Yeah, they're trying to find the 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 guy, the sexy guy that's that knowing he's going to leave in two years, and. I just don't get it. It's it's not always the popular hire. It's not the popular hire. Um, so who do you Urban? No, my God, Urban Meyer. No, like who do you see as potential candidates that should have this job? Willie Fritz, Tulane. They're gonna say he's too old, and they're gonna say something. But he's a guy that wins everywhere. Um. Another guy that, well, I'm just telling you right now, Luke Fickle's going to be on the on the on the short list. The guy that's at Coastal Carolina is going to be on the short list, and you're probably going to get um, some some coordinators that are at big places that again should not be in the mix, but they're going to be. You're going to have some coordinators that are at some big programs. And then I think Gary Patterson's going to be on the short list. 
He's from the Midwest. He's from Western Kansas. It ain't too far from Lincoln. He he, he knows the Midwest. He, he was in the conference. Um, he's well-respected on the defensive side of the football. You got Hugh Freeze at Liberty. Um, that's turned them around, who won at Ole Miss, who beat Alabama at Ole Miss. Um, so you have Hugh Freeze's name is going to be on a short – I don't know if it's on a short list because he has some baggage, obviously. Um but there's a few guys out there, but again, do do you leave do, do you leave Michigan State to go there? No. That's what I'm saying. Mel Tucker already got a bag. They gave him so much damn money. So, my I keep saying all these names and people are in agreement. People are in agreement of it's not a sexy hire. It's not a job of fucking value anymore. We're not so thirsty to go there anymore. And if coaches are turning it down, and I'm going to be honest with you, if an NFL coach is the guy they go with, they're, that's the biggest fuck-up they're going to make. Biggest fuck-up they're going to make. I was literally throwing this around, too. Chimbo uh, Fisher gets fi- fired, and he goes to Nebraska. Or you have Dan Mullen. I'm thinking of who is on the unemployed list as far as coaching resume. Yeah, I don't think it. This is. Let me tell you this: how it goes in that level, though, because I just know how it goes when these big coaches get fired. So when these big coaches get fired, they're owed so much money for so long. They go into the booth, like Urban does, and like these other guys do, and then Dan they Mullen. just collect that money and they double up their salary because they get money from CBS, Fox, and ESPN. They stay in the booth, they collect the money from the college, and they stay out a few years. So. Jeff Trailer's a, a good friend of mine. He he uh, he helped me get Raheem Boyd. Actually, um, he was uh, he was Raheem's high school coach, by the way. If you didn't know that, and then helped him at A and M, and then he got the job at Arkansas as the running back coach and coach Raheem at Arkansas. He got the UTSA job and has done a good job at UTSA so far. I wouldn't be shocked if he's on the on the mix, and I wouldn't be shocked if Rich Rodriguez was name was thrown in the in the hat. Um, He's doing some things now, uh, so you know we'll see. Um, don't be surprised if Jim Mora does decent at UConn if his name's not thrown in the fucking mat in the hat, because Jim Mora is similar to a Mike Riley. He's got West Coast ties, Seattle. They 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 want to get Pac-12 kids into fucking into uh, Lincoln like they used to. And that's a rumor that I'm hearing from a buddy of mine that they want to get West Coast kids back in Lincoln like they used to. So Lawrence Phillips and Thunder Collins and all these big-name running backs that come from the West Coast that they've had. Uh, Abdullah, big-time DB and safety they had. Like, there's just so many um, approaches to this. So I don't know, um, Bobby Petrino. You know, is he gonna? Is he his name cleared enough to take that job? I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I'm looking, and it says. Um, so this is just the coaches database that they're they're throwing around names of uh, Lance Leopold, K State's head coach, also Matt Campbell, um, Bill O'Brien, Jamie Chadwell. Gary Patterson. And, and, and again, Chad was at Coastal Carolina. Gary Patterson. This is the thing. 
the administration at these schools continue to fail their institution and kids because they continue to hire guys like off of those type of lists. Bill O'Brien's not going to stay at fucking Nebraska. He's going back to the NFL. He don't want to fucking coach in college. He's only stopping with saving to get an NFL job again. He ain't going to try. He ain't trying to coach college. He did a decent job at Penn State, rebuilt him after that whole thing, had a hard time, big time hard job to take over for Paterno. Um, he ain't going to go back. to. He don't want that job. And Charlie Weiss has, has been castrated from college football. But yeah. He's so bad. So, you know, that's who the fucking Patriots should have hired back as the OC. Um. <laughs> So I don't know. It's gonna be. It's very. It's very interesting to say the least. Um, I, you know, we're never. We're, we're not gonna know. We're not gonna know. I. I, I don't. It's. It's interesting. Um, so we'll see. Tomorrow's Thirsty Thursday. I'm gonna break down the top five NFL coaching matchups, and and I want to give this first one away. The biggest coaching matchup of this weekend is gonna start tomorrow. Andy Reid and Staley. And I believe it's going to come down to, can we get a pass rush on Mahomes as Staley? And then can we defend Mahomes in the secondary? And then can we protect Herbert and get the run game established without Keenan Allen? That is the things to me that it's going to be a chess match between Andy Reid and Staley. But we're going to talk about all this tomorrow um, the top five NFL coaching matchups tomorrow. We're going to discuss that. Uh, we're also going to discuss um, some more college football, and, and obviously, and it's Thirsty Thursday, so we're going to slide into Sarah's DMs, of course. And then I'm going to talk about. I want to talk about this before we leave today. We still got a few minutes. We'll take some calls if you want to call in and talk to Sarah. Right here, the least. Most the top five least impressive NFL performances after week one. Sarah will know the names because she just witnessed some of them in college. <laughs> uh, I got to go with Joe Burrow at number one. Even though I said he's going to struggle this year, I think his he 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 struggled a lot more than we like to see. Right, and again, he was getting mollywopped by everyone. Says he has a better O line this year and all that. Joe Burrow struggled mildly, to say the least. Derek Carr is Derek Carr. And that's why I really don't even want to put him on there. He's so bad to me. But I'm going to put him on there to let everyone know that that is who the fuck Derek Carr is. Don't be surprised if Derek Carr is on my top five least impressive NFL performances every week. Dak Prescott, horrible performance. He looked absolutely horrible. And he is horrible. And uh, he's a bleeder. He's a bleeder, <laughs> overpaid motherfucker, and looked absolutely horrible. No, I didn't put Justin Fields or Trey Lance on there because all you soft hoes out there want to give them the excuse of rain. Motherfucker, both of them motherfuckers are horrible. I'm not even going to put I'm, them on there. I'm going to put I'm relevant not gonna lie. people. I'm going to put relevant people, Sarah. And Aaron uh, Rodgers, I just expect more from you. Because you're Aaron Rodgers, because I've seen it before, because I've seen what you've done, because you have a young crew that you have to get going. And I wanted to see a little more out of him. Um, 
I'm, I'm wondering if his mind is really on football or if it's on all this outside noise. Um, and then Kyler Murray, of course, is number four on the list. I just, he just continues to just flounder, sink to the bottom, so to speak. Um, he just gets worse and worse. Kingsbury's going to be gone. He must have something fierce held over the owner of that franchise because I don't know how he got the job. Um, and they have a loaded roster. They have a fucking loaded roster. I don't want to hear that Do- De- De- uh, Hopkins is the answer. You still got to get him the fucking football, Isaac's Lord. You still got to get him the fucking football. Isaac Lord, I believe, is a $1.99 troll, by the way. He's a member, but he just says anything against whatever contrary to belief is. Um, but, you know, um, yeah, 62 of those 193 yards went to dumping the ball to the running back. Oh, dude, he's horrible. I'm just telling you. He looks fucking absolutely ass. I'm surprised Tua was not on this list. I thought you would at least put Tua on there. No, nah, but they beat the Patriots, and, 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 and you know, these guys right here um, all lost. And, and that's the thing. <laughs> you can't really put a guy on there if you win, in my opinion, because you right, won. You got but... the job done. You won the game. So Trey Lance could be on there, but Justin Fields won the game. I mean, even though it's a shitty performance and a shitty game, and they had, what, 119 yards fucking passing and all that? Um those guys won. These guys lost. That's why I put um, on there. And I wouldn't put Lance on there because I don't have an expectation for Lance. I've already told you how shitty he is. I've already told you he's shitty. Um, so that's why I'm not putting him on there, everybody in the chat. Um, the Cowboys will not trade for, for Jimmy G because... They need him. Uh, 49ers ain't giving him up to a, to a NFC rival, A. And B... Why would why would you leave backup role right now just to go there and in six weeks going to be the backup there too? You see what I'm saying? Would you do that? I don't know. Would I? No. That's what I'm saying. Would you want to go to a whole new roster and learn new friends and be a backup? It's like <laughs> it's like the kid transferring from elementary school, right? <laughs> Mommy, I don't want to go to that school. You got to go. We're moving, son. And then you get there, and now you're the fucking lone wolf in the class. You got to be there. And then you start for four weeks, and then you get your job snatched anyway. I'll just stay in Frisco. Better weather. Fucking, I mean. <laughs> New friends? You're in oh, Frisco. So funny. Uh, you know what I mean? Oh, my God. I mean, shit. That's what I would do. I don't know. Um. That's what I would do. That's just my thing. So, <laughs> All right. So you're hired for the Nebraska job. Who do you build as your team? Who's your coordinators? Who do you bring on? I'm hired. You're hired. Um, I mean, I have people. I have people. And I, I, I can't say names. Um. Not because I think I'm going to get the job. It's just because I wouldn't put coaches out there. Uh, I have names, but I would not get the names a lot of people think and, and think of and think who I would get. And it's just, it's so different because I would take a different approach to this whole thing. If you got me the gig, if you gave me the gig and you gave me a pool of money to get big time D1 coaches or whoever I could get, NFL coaches or whatever then 
I would take a different approach. I would completely take a different approach. And, um, you know, I wouldn't tell anybody. I wouldn't tell anybody. And that's just how the business, that's just how it is. I wouldn't tell anybody. You wouldn't know until fucking ESPN reported it that this is who's hired at the last minute. And I, and then, and then you would never know what we do on offense and defense until game one. You would never know. Because that's the problem with these motherfuckers. They're so fucking social media happy that these guys already see what you're doing when these new coaches take your jobs. They see what you're doing from your spring ball games to whatever. And now we're like, eh. So I would be like so fucking vanilla in my spring game if it was filmed um, that you would never know what I do. You would never How know. How come what I these do. colleges don't have like a PR or do they? Oh, yeah. And maybe I don't know a oh, yeah. PR that handles all this social media crap. Like oh, yeah. with this exposure between these kids, for example, Texas A&M kid who is driving like a crazy person. Yeah. How come they're not, there's nobody, you're telling me there's all this money in college football and nobody has this job to say, listen, dummies, don't put shit on fucking social media. That's a coaching deal. Definitely. That's a coaching, that's a coaching offense. That's a coaching issue. Um, that is the coaching issue. Because the kids should buy into what you're telling them, and if you tell them, "Dude, we don't, do, we have a no, we have a no tolerance social media fucking deal," so don't fucking get caught putting something on social media. And first of all, and number two, all of our coaches track all of our kids, so we have these kids all social media going on. So, you know, it but would be, it's evolved so much now. Like we have evolved so much as a society. Don't you think there should be like a direct? person like a direct liaison who says listen like like kind of how you did where you're like you're no, not allowed in the, the girls problem. dorm room no that's you're the not problem. no i get what you're saying but no to me we haven't evolved we've digressed and i think that uh when you start taking it out of the head coach's hands you start allowing wiggle room and and, and they're not listening to no motherfucking slapdick weasel accountant looking cat to tell them stay off social media now guys no that's why when the head coach don't show up in study hall, when the head coach don't show up in the weight room, when the head coach don't show up when cats get in trouble and they allow other coaches to handle it, that's when got the team starts to unfold. They start right. to unfold. like an enforcer coach is kind of what I'm talking about. Yeah, but even then, like that has to be a guy that has a reputation though. And they have to know like TJ's talking about a coach that I had and that coach was introduced to the team by me. Right. And the kids know that that's my guy. And that that, that guy is going to tell me everything. And that guy is going to do everything that I know and expect. And that is, that is what TJ is talking about. These guys don't hire those guys. These guys hire suits. And no offense, women who go in there and it just don't have the same effect. Um. To a kid nowadays, because they're so disrespectful and fucking rude anyway. So you have to like get in their ass, and you have to have these different different approaches, and it has to come from the main motherfucker, or you're gonna be fucked. So, you know, I don't know. That's just my pro- that's my opinion, but it's a good question, Sarah. I, I see where you're going with that too, fucker. And um, I'm just kidding. Um, I don't know. That's just what it is. I. Everyone's blowing me up. I'm getting blown up about this thing. Like, come on. It's not going to happen. Nebraska's not happening. So, calm down, everybody. It's not happening. But if it were to happen, 
You'll see. And it will be so unorthodox, you'll never know. It's not going to be unorthodox in that regard, but it's gonna be, it ain't going to be the popular shit. And, and I would even consider running the offense myself or hiring somebody that I can teach or train or understand because you have to have a full buy-in. It has to be a one-tongue language, and that's what you did not have with Frost. That's what you don't have at some of these programs. It's not a full buy-in. And if you don't have all in, all ready to go get it, that's why the the smaller school coaches win because they right. hire guys that are like, fuck, I'm at the Taj Mahal of schools now. I was at fucking North Dakota State. This is big time at K-State. And he hires his own guys. Lance has his guys he brought from Division Three, Right. And he's taking them to Buffalo. He's taking them here. And those guys are know what he does fucking. And, and he obviously knows they can coach. And look, he's won everywhere he's been. And so, so that's kind of another like reason. Like Billy Napier. Yeah, I don't know about yeah. that. but I think that he's got a hold of his team. I, I do. I think that they're buying into his culture. Now, yeah. I just – because I think he's a good coach. But I do think there are better coaches out there. But I'm not going to knock him. I do think he's a good coach. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Time's going to tell. I mean, mm-hmm. you can win at small schools. Like I said, it's good to be the small fish – or the big fish in a small pond. But when you get to that big pond, you're asking for a whole nother ball game, And I just don't know if that's a thing. I don't know if that's a real uh, tangible feat. And, and and if anybody could do it, Lance can. And if you look at Lance, no no offense, you look at Lance, he's not the swagged out Sark or, or, or someone like myself. He's like a counting-looking dude. He's straight-laced. <laughs> Nobody really, you know, and, and that's the difference. But he gets it, and the kids must be buying in. The kids must be buying in. Right. So, but he has a no-nonsense approach. He's serious about his business. He also is cool. Kids like him, but he's not that. He's not jumping around like Dion and all that. You know what I'm saying? But but he's also not an Eli yeah. either. Cardi G, shut the fuck up. You don't <laughs> apply for jobs at that level, okay? It's not fucking Walmart. I'm not going down there and putting in an application. That's not how it works. That's not how it fucking works. Please understand. I, 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 I appreciate it, but I see the people on Twitter. Coach, have you applied yet? You don't fucking apply to those jobs. There's just not a fucking HR that you go on HR on the website and apply for it. God you didn't damn. put in your application? It's not how it works. <laughs> right? Like, fuck. Um, we're going to end the audio side. We're going to go on the after hours and the after party. If you guys want to come on in, join. Can we get a couple new fucking callers? We have literally added over 50 members. So shout out to you. We have like 305 members, which is great. I appreciate you guys. But why does only Jermaine, or I mean, uh, fucking Joe, one of the only callers, Wido and, and, and Hector are normal, so they, they should be able to call in. And we have no new buddy, no new callers. So <laughs> Jeremiah is the only, Jeremiah and Joe are OGs. Sean calls in here and there. Can we get some new callers today? Um, if you're scared, go to fucking church. Everybody on the audio side, it's been a pleasure. We'll see you tomorrow for the Wake Up Show at 6 a.m. Pacific and again tomorrow for Thirsty Thursday with Sarah. If you're on the audio side and you're hearing this, come on over to YouTube every day from 1 to 4. And we're in the after hours and the after party. 
So we will we will be in that right now. Uh, we are at the climax. So uh, give me a second. I'm going to end the audio side. All the callers, hold on tight. We'll be right in. Make sure you understand. You got to be a member to call in. But uh, Caleb's going to call in. We're going to take his call. And uh, I don't know if Steve Mack's a member. I got to check on that. And we're going to check it out. But I'll see you in a... Uh, in two minutes after this outro, we'll be back for the after hours and after party. Stay tuned. Hold on one second. Peace. I'm a chameleon, they call me, man. Yeah. I can go in and walk into any any type of uh, any home, any background, walk down any street in, in the country, in my opinion. And I think that real recognizes real. It's a new, new venture to have. Yeah. The Coach JV Show uh, with the fabulous Sarah Blake. I am ready to do some content. Coach JV Show. Give it to you straight, no chaser. Sarah Blake.